Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast, presented by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Get 15% off your online order with a promo code HEELS15. Go to jerseymikes.com slash order now. I am your host, Tommy Ashley. I'm joined by Dewey Burt. Of course, Dewey and I have done these post-game podcasts for a few years now, but this is the first one this season. Sherelle McMillan helped me out after Wofford, and certainly we'll go back and forth between Sherelle and Dewey as the season progresses. But, Dewey, this is the first for you this season doing this and as far as seeing the Tar Heels themselves on the court. Unable to see those first two ball games. what did you think about the Heels against Stanford tonight? Yeah, like you said, this was unique for me because I was not able to watch the first two games. I was on vacation with my family. So this was my first look at this year's team and obviously the freshmen. And, you know, for sure in the first half was really impressed, especially on the defensive end. You heard Jay Billis talk about it on the ESPN telecast. I thought we took the fight to them, really took them out of a lot of the stuff they were trying to run and paying close attention to our principles and positioning. We were really, really solid being in help when we're supposed to be helping the helper, uh, communicating. Our talk was really good and just our overall activity, deflections, being in passing lanes. Thought we were really good. Uh, so that was encouraging to see. Uh, we can get into what I thought about each of the freshmen and some of the other guys, but uh, that was the big, biggest thing that stood out to me was our, our attention to detail defensively in the first half. Before we get into it, speak to maybe playing a branch of the coaching tree. Rory Williams, of course, coached Jared Hass or and has been around him for a long time, and Hass has learned a lot under Rory Williams. But speak to how it is to play against uh, maybe a mirror image of yourself. Yeah, I think it's as far as what Coach Hass runs offensively for Stanford, it's a little different. They run some of our stuff, but they're a little bit more perimeter-oriented, don't have the traditional type of bigs that we usually have to run our secondary and run some of our box sets. So a lot of their stuff actually was interesting to watch. I remember running some of those plays and sets on JV when I played for Coach Hass. And a lot of the stuff they were running for their shooter, um, I can't remember, I'm blanking on his name, but the kid who who really shoot it for them, he ran for me when I played JV. So they didn't run offensively all the same stuff, but they obviously know, and Coach Hass obviously knows everything that we run uh, from an offensive standpoint. But it's another thing to be able to stop it. And I thought our execution was was very solid. And we really did get most of our baskets either in transition or out of our just our freelance offense. We didn't get a whole lot out of our sets. A couple plays, uh, there was a, a ball screen slip that Cam Johnson caught the pass and went in for an uncontested layup. That was a called set. Uh, the lob to Nasir was a called set. But outside of that, a lot of our offense just came in the flow. Uh, I thought we moved and screened and cut really well and, and pushed the pace, which – we talked about preseason was something we hope to see. So uh, it, it's a factor, but, you, you know, it's, well, again, it's one thing to know what we do. It's another thing to stop it. 
You're talking about the Ryan kid for Stanford. He was four of 11 from three, 14 points, had six assists and five rebounds. I thought he played pretty well. Uh, let's look directly at Carolina. And the first person you notice on Carolina, I believe, is Kobe White. And he looked a little sloppy early. Coach Williams sat him down. I think he did that earlier in the season, the first two games as well, to get let Kobe see the game from the bench. But your thoughts on what you saw from him, because I know we talked in the offseason about how much a lot of people around the program expected him to be the man for North Carolina, and he's certainly come out as that starting point guard, as one of the big, uh, big most important players on this team thus far. Your thoughts on what you saw from him tonight? Yeah, I thought some really, really great plays and some plays he looked like a freshman. Though The one thing he clearly understands is pushing the pace. I love the way he presses the you know, presses the pace offensively with the ball and really tries to put pressure on the defense. One of the the arts of playing point guard for Carolina is understanding where to pick your spots because there is such a thing as overpenetration. And he overpenetrated a couple times. He started the game with two turnovers on our possessions that he had the ball, but he'll learn. You know, he, the instincts are there for him to really play at a high pace. Uh, even though I didn't love some of the long twos that he took, I did like the fact that he's not afraid to hunt his own shot. And he made a couple jumpers in the second half and uh, and had a couple nice passes, made a great easy assist to Kenny for an open three. He's going to get better not only just game by game, but half by half or, you know, or four-minute segment to four-minute segment as he gets more and more comfortable with, with where to pick his spots, when he can try to get to the rim, when he should pull up and shoot a 15-footer and those kinds of things. So uh, I was impressed with him. I think what's going to be amazing is how he plays in February March when he's played 20 games. And there's nothing that he doesn't know at that point as far as how to run our offense and, and do the things that I said. So I, I was impressed overall. Uh, he made some mistakes, but that's to be expected. You mentioned picking your spots, and it looked like a few times he would go fast and then get down there and not really have anywhere to go with it and put up a off balance shot or whatever. How, how, uh, you know, playing with him? I mean, the guys that have been on the team aren't used to having a guy that's going that fast. I mean, Barry pushed it, and Carolina still pushed tempo last year, but nothing like Kobe White. So, how long do you think that transition will take in games? Because I know they've been playing together for a while now but in in real ball games how do you see that coming around how long do you think that'll take for everybody to get up to speed and on that same page yeah I mean another five six seven games I think is a reasonable expectation one of the things you saw like you mentioned is in a sort of standard secondary break situation where the defense had three or four defenders back he wanted to push it like it was a primary break like he was going three on two or two on one and the reality is the help defense at the college level, especially against a power five conference team, the help defense is be good enough that it's going to be awfully difficult for you to get all the way to the rim when there's three or four defenders back. So I think what he'll learn is he can still push with that pace, but as soon as he gets across the midline and, and towards the top of the key, he's got to become a passer immediately. Uh, and, and that is a simple situation. Just draw somebody and kick. And I thought he was hunting those situations because he wanted to get to the rim. He wanted to push the pace, push the pace. And then when he was cut off, he still just kind of instinctively has always hunted his own shot, being such a scorer that he just went ahead and shot a long two anyway. 
I think he'll learn that against a more set defense or a, more guys back in that secondary break situation, it's okay to still push that pace, but then find a shooter. And after he hits a couple guys in those situations, our guys will run the run the wings with more purpose because they'll see that they have a chance to catch and shoot that three in, in the secondary situation. So he needs a little bit more time. Um, but again, love the pace and on the opportunities when it is a primary break, which we define as two or less defenders back, he's going to be coming out there shot out of a cannon. And, and I think we'll be really good in those, those primary break situations. Stick with the freshman Nasir Little. I believe uh, your prediction would, was that he would start. And Sherelle and I didn't think he would to start with. Um, but he said he's fine with that. His family said he's fine with that, even though some folks early on have tried to make that an issue. But your thoughts on his play? I mean, he's clearly um, different as far as the ability and the talent he has. Uh, the fact that he's willing this early in the season to play within the frame of the of the system speaks a lot about the kid's mentality. Yeah, that's right. And obviously you guys are smarter than me. That's that's the, <laughs> one of the main points. But it, what he gives you, much like I said about just the team in general in the first half, is a good fight. I like his feistiness and how hard he plays. He's, he made mistakes tonight like a freshman would, and he took some off-balance shots and forced a few. But his effort level is fantastic. If you watch him, and I, I focused on him a couple possessions just to – watch him on the defensive end. And even though he got lost a couple times, his effort is there. And the way he crashed the glass and went after the ball and attacked it was fantastic to see. Uh, he's going to have better nights shooting the ball. Obviously, he had the highlight reel alley-oop. Uh, loved the one dribble pull-up that he made. Um, he's going to do more in terms of stuff in the stat sheet for us. But I just love the way he attacks the game just in general that loose ball obviously and he got up and he was excited and sometimes freshmen when they're trying to still figure things out play timid not because they are just because there's so much going on in their head they're trying to process and and also trying to figure out how to also play hard and and not get pulled and make sure they're running and so many things going on he seems to despite that be able to just go full motor uh, which is great to see. So I think at some point the light bulb goes on where he's not thinking as much, and you pair that with his effort level and his athleticism, and he's big, and, man, uh, nothing but good things coming from him. Yeah, no smarts here. Just figured Roy Williams was going to play two bigs no matter what. I think that little will be starting eventually. Uh, I just don't think there's any way you can keep him off the court, especially when he gets completely comfortable. And like you said, uh, figures it out and knows what he's doing and uh you know the sky's the limit last freshman i want to talk about and it's the one that nobody talks about but i think they're going to start at some point jay bill is certainly very high but leaky black's just been oh, fantastic man. i loved what i saw from him sorry to interrupt you but again for me who doesn't or can't really follow the high school stuff as much i've never seen him play ever never even seen a highlight of leaky and I mean, I, as I was watching, was thinking to myself, whoa, I, I, didn't, I didn't know we had this. I didn't know he was this good. Just the way he moves on the court, uh, his vision, totally under control, which we couldn't say necessarily about Nasir and, and Kobe. They got a little out of control, uh, both of them at times. Totally under control, made the right play every time, didn't miss a shot. I, is that right? Yeah, shot four for four. Uh, man, was he solid. I was so impressed 
And you can see major minutes for him coming next year. I mean, with Kenny and Cam going, that kid's playing 30 minutes. I mean, it's a small sample size, I understand. But you can just tell certain things when you watch a guy. And, uh, wow, super impressed. Yeah, and if he runs the point at any time, being 6'8 with those that wingspan, I mean, that's just going to be potentially devastating on the perimeter, especially in the terms of defense. I really like his game. And like you said, he's as smooth as he can be. He's calm, and uh, he, he's going to be a good player, I think, this year for North Carolina. Let's turn to the big three. Uh, I mean, these are the guys that Carolina's going to have to lean on all year, Kenny Williams, Cam Johnson, and Luke May. I'll start with Cam Johnson. Uh, healthy and hot. He has been on fire so far this season from three-point range. Your thoughts on what you saw out of him? I mean, if he shoots uh, – well, he shoots 70-plus now. If he shoots 45% from three-point, Carolina's going to be tough to beat. Yeah, and I just love – just no conscience, right? Just I'm open, I'm shooting. And – uh, that one he had on the pitch ahead from Kobe late in the second half, one on three, basically. And there was just no hesitation. He caught that on me. I'm pulling it. I've earned the right to shoot this shot. My coach has told me I can shoot this shot. Uh, that's what I'd love to see. We've talked for years, dating back to Marcus Page and when we started doing these podcasts, that I've always thought that our best shooters can't shoot enough open threes. They can't shoot enough of them. And that's how I feel about Cam. And, uh, Man, his stroke looks great. He scored a bunch of different ways, got it to the rim a little bit, mid-range, everything. And I don't remember what his couple misses were, but the one he missed in the second half, which is a wonderful pull-up right at the elbow, boy, didn't miss by much. Dead on straight, just happened to rattle out. So he's dialed in right now. Love seeing seven rebounds too. And he's, just, he's also just making plays. I know he only had one assist, but uh, the pass goes to the right place out of his hands and uh, he's just moving better, defending better, gets his hands on a lot of balls around the rim, deflections, looks fantastic. You heard Dan Schulman say it after he shot that three in the second half. He said, boy, I think this kid's primed for a fantastic senior season. And again, if he can stay healthy, there just isn't any reason that he could be averaging what he's averaging now, you know, somewhere between 16 and 20 a game. The way he shoots it is so pure. Yeah, and people forget he's six eight or six nine. I mean, it's tough to close out on a guy that tall that can hit him like that. Kenny Williams struggled in the first two games, did not have a field goal, goes four for six tonight, two for three from three point range. This is a Sherelle McMillan's favorite player for North Carolina, most important player. Your thoughts on what you saw from Kenny? Yeah, he was great. I mean, defensively, again, when I was talking earlier in the show about just taking the fight to them defensively, being in the right spot, communicating, rotating, switching, being in help, help the helper. All the all the spots were supposed to be. It's all led by him. I mean, his his effort on that end of the floor is exemplary, and uh, no different tonight. He was great, and they highlighted the one possession early in the game where he was in help the helper and shot the passing lane that's not like just a normal play to make. You really have to be understanding all five positions and where everybody is on the floor to eventually make the right read that a baseline drive on the other side of the court means you can dart to try to make that play. Your your job then is just to be there on the catch. And he got there so quickly anticipated that he intercepted the pass and then came down the other end for a layup. So uh, he was really good. You know, I know as a team, we were sloppy in the second half, but He's just solid. He just guards, and his effort level's great. And 
happy to see him make a couple shots. Obviously, I didn't see the first two games, but I know he struggled. So glad to see him knock down a few. You know, th- this is a funny thought to me, but Luke May has 16 and 8. And my first reaction to that was he was kind of off. Is that all? Given what he's done in the past, if he averages 16 and 8 this year, he will uh, get all the accolades coming to him. But your thoughts on his game? I mean, he, again, he hasn't faced the high level competition thus far this season, but he's solid all around. And 16 and 8 in a night where you know, one good half and the rest was a sloppy basketball game. I mean, it's just solid work from the senior. It was incredibly efficient. The only way you could complain was you'd like to see him make a couple more free throws, but uh, scored every way, right? From the outside, that shot fake one dribble pull up at the end of the half was beautiful. Scored on a couple of jump hooks in the post, got to the free throw line nine times, which is you'd love to see that. You just want to see him make a couple more. And uh, the thing that's enjoyable and it's early, but the thing that's enjoyable is I know sometimes, at least I felt last year, that if we couldn't get a bucket from Luke, we were going to struggle to score. And uh, I know Joel gave us big, big games at times, uh, but especially in the middle part of the season before Theo really started to play well last year, we didn't always know where our points were going to come from if Luke wasn't having a huge night. And it just doesn't feel like it's going to be as tough for us as a team to score. I mean, if we hadn't played sloppy in the second half, we were well on our way to scoring another 110 points or so. So hopefully that maintains and other guys continue to score. I I love looking down the field goal attempted part of the box score, seeing nine for him, eight for Garrison, 11 for Cam, six for Kenny, eight for Kobe and 10 for Nasir. I mean, that's really solid balance out of your top six guys or whatever that I just listed off. And I think there'll still be nights where Luke takes 15, 18 shots and can get 25, but it's nice that he can have a really solid game, get his numbers, but not have to be feeling the pressure of, God, I got to get us a bucket because where else are we going to find them? As we wind down this one, and uh, I want to remind our listeners, make sure you check out jerseymikes.com and use that code HEELS15 to get that 15% off your order abbreviated uh, advertisement because it's abbreviated podcast and uh, also heelstravel.com for your Carolina basketball travel needs. Dewey, thoughts maybe we hadn't hit on. I mean, it's early in the season. Carolina's 3-0. They've, they've played uh, a Wofford team that was decent, an Elon team that was not. Now a, a Power 5, Pac-12 Stanford team that's eh, probably not as good as they've been in the past. Um, but moving forward, they've got a couple fairly easy games, and then it really ramps up. What do you want to see over these next couple of weeks as North Carolina gets or gets a little deeper into this uh, brutal off, uh, excuse me, non-conference schedule? You know, I, the biggest thing for me, other than health, is the development of our young guys. I think that Kobe and Nasir are going to continue to play you know, 20 to 25 minutes in these earlier games, but they've got to learn and develop so that they're ready to play 30, 32, because eventually that's where I think they'll be. Uh, So for me, it's the development of those guys. Our bigs have looked pretty solid. Garrison obviously has been very good the first three games. Sterling, decent moments here and there tonight overall. 
not quite what we're hoping to have out of him just from a still feels like a conditioning standpoint or an attentiveness standpoint. Uh, great body, great length, but still needs to develop. So again, number one is health. And number two is we know what we're going to get from Luke and Cam and Kenny, uh, but they can't, they're not going to be able to score 80 points amongst them. So if you can count on 45 to 50 between the three of them, where do the other 30 points come from? On paper, it's Nasir and Kobe, and then whatever else you can get from the rest of the bench. So not to put pressure on those guys, but their role is so instrumental into how good we can be because they're the question. Uh, We have a lot of solid seniors that night in, night out, for the most part, I know Kenny struggles shooting, but they're going to be there. And if we defend the way we've been defending, we're going to be in every game. It's can the freshman provide enough offense? Can Kobe take care of the ball? Can Nasir give us enough off the bench while he's coming off to, to get us to that 80-plus point level so we can you know, win these tough, tough games we have coming up? Let me ask you one last question before we go, and it's a fun one. I want you to analyze a Roy Williams' postgame quote or tell me what you think's hidden behind these words. Roy Williams, the best thing that ever happened to my team is that they don't have practice tomorrow. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think he was obviously ticked off about just the product on the floor in the second half. So uh, he's not shy about when we don't play well, if we do have practice the next day, letting you know post game to expect it to be tough. And, and that means not just on the floor, but in the film room. And so it sounds like they're probably off tomorrow, uh, which gives him 24 hours to calm down a little bit. That's what he's saying. Um, But I really think going back and watching the tape, I think he'll be happy about how they played in the first half. I know Stanford struggled some, but our, our attention to detail defensively was very good. The problem was we didn't sustain it and it wasn't there in the second half. And then we also turned the ball over more and didn't take as many quality shots. So I think he's got plenty to coach on and plenty to, to hit hard on them with the way they played in the second half. But uh, that's how I read that. It's uh, I, I feel good for the guys too because when you don't play well and you come back the next day or even the next morning for practice, that can be a little rough. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, plenty to praise and plenty to point at. Like you said, Carolina 90-72 over Stanford. Dewey, this is the first of many this season, man. I look forward to them. Yep, thank you, Tommy. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Inside Carolina podcast presented by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Get 15% off your online order with the promo code HEELS15. Go to jerseymikes.com slash order now.